Hello and welcome to the podcast The Lotus Eaters for Monday, my dudes. I'm joined by Harry. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about the fact that BLM's grift is running out, conservative boycotts are actually working, and the reckoning. Time has come, boys. Anyway, shall we begin with um, some good news? BLM's grift is dead. It's over. It's running out. It's gone. It's uh, time up. I, I knew this wasn't that big of a news because we kind of saw they had lots and lots of money. It's been a somewhat slow decline. I would have expected it to run out a little bit slower, but apparently they've been on quite the spending spree. Yeah, when you're absolute morons with your money, yeah, you can really flush a lot of it down the toilet all at once. I thought we'd have a look because it's good fun. So we'll start off just by promoting something, as we do, on LotusEaters.com here, being frank, to call us the tragedy of liberation. Some other trained Marxists who um, ruined everything. And anyway. we're also notoriously excellent with money. Yeah. I mean, of, of all the bad things BLM were able to do to the country, it's kind of glad that they didn't get all of their demands met. And we'll see that later. Because, oh boy. <laughs> well, it, yeah, the white genocide wouldn't have been good. No, that would have been uh, pretty bad for me. <laughs> anyway, so we'll check in because last time we left off BLM. For anyone who's just joining us and may have just discovered that BLM it was all a, it was all a uh, Scrooge McDuck. I'm going to steal your money heist. Um, hello, three of you who have just figured that out. I really do hope Patrice Cullors has the money pit of like pennies in there, and I hope she tries to dive in. No, she's you got she's Jabba the Hutt, and then underneath you've got <laughs> oh, God, the ghost of Who's George Layer Freud. in this situation? <laughs> America. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we'll try to save her. I don't know. Anyway, but, but I, I'm not even joking about the whole um, evil villain aspect. So we, we featured this before, but it's a video from her YouTube channel, which she up uploaded with her two um, co-heisters, who described how George Floyd's ghosts held open the door for them to get a billion dollars, well, ninety million. While they sit at their incredibly fancy pure white table at their pure white mansion, eating off a bread platter. That's how you know a black person is rich. They're wearing only white. It is true. It is true. <laughs> anyway, but you can see here, this is the video. She deleted it because, well, people found it and she looked bad. It looked bad. Why she posted it in the first place, knowing that it made her look terrible, Don't who know. knows? But I had no self-awareness with these people in the slightest. But we'll go to an article from Lad Bible because we're lads in it, boys. Oh, yes. Um, so is Lad Bible, I'm told. Are we going to take holiday to Shagaluf this year, eh? No, we're going to talk about racism. Oh. Because um, I don't know if you ever paid attention, but Lab Bible is not very laddish. It's it's not even Dino. It's it's crap. It's just bad when it comes no, it's to... It's more foppish. I don't Fop know what happened. Bible. You see here, this Twink is just about Bible. Patrice Collins' net worth and the way they write it. Patrice was born in Los Angeles, California. We know, we can tell. Unfortunately, experiencing firsthand the oppression black Americans face... At the hands of Korean shopkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> they never actually do list at Lad Bible as to what oppression she faced. Um, she doesn't either. But she managed to acquire a property portfolio of 3.8 million, as we've been over before. Quite as all the most oppressed do. Yeah, that mansion there that we were just featured in, that's owned by BLM, which they don't use, except for making videos where they sit around and use it. For, um... Tax reasons? Yeah. Yes, tax yeah. reasons. <laughs> Totally, this is owned by the company, not us, which is why I'm living in it two-thirds of the year. So they created this powerful movement initially due to their anger and frustration over George Zimmerman's acquittal in the killing of Trayvon Martin, which, just to update everyone, anyone who missed it, 100% justified. Uh, Trayvon Martin was in the wrong. This is why he was acquitted. It's, I just I mean, I've, over. I've covered this before. If you actually look into it, it's yeah. very clear he assaulted But even the Zimmerman. Wikipedia will give you the details that show that Zimmerman was in the right. This Hispanic white supremacist. There is a reason that he was not convicted at trial. Yeah, um, Martin assaulted him, so fearing for his life, he shot him. But in a, such an oppressed country, oppressive country as America, the only way to protest against 
completely legitimate trials <laughs> is to burn things down, yeah. preferably your own neighborhood. I mean, we got the next one just shows Zimmerman's face, obviously. Like, that's, that's him being arrested on the night. I was like, I thought he'd do that to himself. No. Uh, the police were like, no, he didn't. We have the audio from the phone call he was making to the police when the incident happened to prove it. But anyway, point being, I mean, it is shocking to the extent at which Americans have just been misled by their media, obviously. I mean, we're being a bit obtuse. Obviously, mostly left-wing Americans, but a lot of normies will still probably tell you that Michael Brown had his hands up or something. It's just a lie. Every single one of them is a lie. Well, the normie is just trying to go about his day, try to work his job, support his family. So he doesn't have time to look into all of these things like we do. But because of wonderful people like Patrice, who spend all their lives lying about such people, Zimmerman, I checked up, he actually had someone try and kill him not too long ago. Oh, really? Yeah, this guy shot him because, in quote, because he, he met up with him first and said that what he did to Trayvon Martin was unjust. And Zimmerman, obviously, feeling for his life, was just like, all right, the hell with this getting in my car, driving away, and the guy chased him down, shot him, trying to kill him. He was convicted of attempted murder. Bloody hell. I mean, th th this is the, the result of people like Patrice and their activism. Just to make it clear as well, I believe Zimmerman is Hispanic, isn't he? Yes, he's a Hispanic white supremacist. Many such cases. Yeah. Anyway, but Patrice feels deeply for Mr. Martin, the oppressed assaulter. For in fact, we can check in on her accounts. She donated a fifth of what she pays her baby daddy to Trayvon Martin's... Foundation. Okay. How so, generous. You may remember this. This is a million dollars to uh, her, her, her baby daddy, Damon Turner, for life production, design, and media. Oh, I thought you said life production then. No, life. You know, is that what we're calling it? It's On the business portfolio. He knocked me up life production. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I haven't been able to figure out what any of that means. Um, BLM's website is still bare bones. They don't really do anything other than go to speeches. Um, so I... Mm. I'm going to be a bit rude and say that maybe, just maybe, uh, it's a it's a front for funneling money to your family. But I'll, I'll be able to might be prove that. Also, they mentioned I thought Patrice Cullors was a. Well, I thought I'd heard she was a lesbian. Yeah. Why? She, what's she got a baby daddy for? Well, how'd she get the baby? Uh, uh, <laughs> same way she got all of that money. <laughs> she didn't steal it. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she had a baby daddy and then became a lesbian. Uh, I'm sure. Anyway, her website sells $145 sweatshirts. They're actually now down to $45.95 <laughs> because they're not selling Good well. deal. Funnily enough, don't buy them. They're crap. But uh, they do that on the, for the movement, of course. So there's that. We'll go to her wife, though, as you mentioned. No, she is the one who owns the property portfolio in the other side of the family in Canada. You may remember this building here and several mm -hmm. others. Also very nice buildings. So you got Patrice who owns millions, her baby daddy who gets a million out of it per year, and then her wife who gets millions, also in property. Um, great. There's also her brother in the next link, Paul Colors. He receives uh, just under a million for providing security services. Yep. Totally legit. Yep. Sounds fair to me. She also decided to take $73,523 for a chartered flight. Just the one. Just the one flight, actually. To support climate initiatives? <laughs> presumably. But, right, we're up for speed. That's where we left it off with, this is obviously a, a scam. Everyone on the right was able to say, look, we've got the receipts now. This is a this clear is grift. 2020, 2021's big scammeroo. They uh, got like $83 million throughout 2020 and spent, when I went on their website to look where they'd spent it, they could only account for 83000 Well, which is a bit of a gap. They managed to do all their accounts now and it includes 2022. Oh, excellent. So, we have the deets. Because if you go to the next one, we can see there are a lot of articles about this. So the Washington Free Beacon, uh, Beacon broke the story in the sense of, I think they were the first ones to write about it. But their tax returns are completely public. Because, of course, we're a non-profit. We don't profit off of any of this, except from the 
cars, the houses, the flights, the food, the, the renting, the hotels. This is all just a fair exchange for the awareness that they bring to the oppression of the black peoples of America. I mean, not not to be. I I don't. I like not paying taxes. It's 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 a, it's a good uh, I, I part of the world. I respect it. Yeah, I, I am I am all for the uh, business owners of the world uniting. Ne- to, next to not video, pay taxes. Patrice Cullors comes out with she's got the Gadsden flag. <laughs> no step on the snake. I'm uh, a libertarian now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean the JREG meme is real, but I I do find it funny when when someone does have to sit there and be like, oh yeah, it's all business expenses. What what's your business? My life. My life is my business. <laughs> Is, okay, whatever. So we'll go to the tax returns, because the tax returns are public. Now, they mention it here uh, a lot. Obviously, we can't detail everything. Uh, for example, they'll have, f- you know, my expenses, $2,000 for this, $3,000 for this, and then in the other category, they'll just write $80 million. So it's hard to tell you what took place in instances such as that, but now I'll give you did, the actual Did, did you s- Oh, we'll, we'll go through it, but um, as part of this, were you able to account for where all of that money went that they presumably were giving to local causes and local Some chapters of, them, yeah. of the BLM movement? They, they, for the biggest donations, they do actually detail where they spent them, which will be the, the largest percentages, so we can... All right, yeah, 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 yeah let's so. take a look at that. So, here's the deets. So, they used to make $80 million a year, obviously, during the era of George Floyd. And then the next year, they made $8.5 million. There's a 90% drop in revenue. Which I do also remember amusingly that tweet that they put out after Joe Biden won the most, you know, uh, the most legit election that's ever existed ever. Um, And they exactly. And they said they put out a tweet saying Joe Biden has now stopped communicating with us. Why do you not want (laughs) why do you not want justice, Joe Biden? I don't want to play with you anymore. In financial terms, that's about, uh, well, 70 million dollars to stop playing with the toy. I think so, most of the don- I, I imagine that's not net yet, so oh, do okay. keep that in mind. But I do imagine most of the donations were probably coming from Democrat uh, yeah. super PACs and or the major big organizations. Yeah, the big companies. I remember I think Disney gave them a million dollars. So um anyone thinking that we should go lighter on Disney is is wrong. So they, they mentioned here as well at the top of it that they this year they lost nine hundred thousand dollars in their investment portfolio. Down the back of the sofa? Well, they invested in stocks that went down 900 grand. <laughs> okay. So presumably Dogecoin, because they yeah. say they invested a million and lost 900,000, so that's... 90%. Pretty bad return. <laughs> they also say that they spent 38 million last year, which, you know, if you're taking an 80 million, you spend 38 million on stuff. Makes sense, you know? But if you're taking 8 million... They spent 17 million this year, so that gives them the net of minus 8.5 million. So in four years or three, they will be completely bankrupt. If they keep this up, which I think they will, because we can actually see what they're spending the money on. And it's, um, well, it's themselves, what it looks like. So they say here, first off, grants. So they used to spend 25 million on grants to different groups. And now they spend 4 million. So they're not helping Black Joy or whatever the hell else they want to call it anymore. Anywhere near the same level. So you would have thought we'd cut all the other expenses as well. No, no, we keep those. Salaries doubled, in fact. <laughs> Hey, that's prom- that's promoting someone's black joy. Indeed. People who own it. <laughs> they went to about 250000 each. So, uh, puck change. Still had to spend $400,000 on professional fundraising, even though they weren't making, you know, well, they were making 90% less, but they spent the same amount on fundraising, which I'm sure is all legit. I don't know how you spend four hundred grand on fundraising, personally, but then American fundraising is a different world. Anyway... So they also spent $11 million on other expenses during the George Floyd time. Now, nice blank vagaries there. Yeah, I mean, I may be a cynical old B. Uh, I think uh, $11 million in the other category. 
might be worth detailing. The what, what exactly raises a few eyebrows, and I assume that they have not. But but fair enough, you know, whatever. Maybe you know you've got to take all those flights to all the different looting across America. Gets expensive, I'm sure. Mm. Um, but this year they managed to spend 11.6 million still. So they actually they did less and spent more. I. This is what I mean. You ever hear about like the, the dustbin man who won the lottery in the UK? I think he was a dustbin man within three years. Yes. Because he brought his, his mam a house, himself a house, then that did loads of coke. That was one that dead. Count Dankula did. Yeah. I, I mean, it is a real meme. If you, if you give someone who's bad with money loads of money, they'll lose all the money. They won't suddenly become good with money. No. So they also managed to lose $11 million in assets listed, which I don't really get. Presumably some houses were sold or something. Maybe. I, I mean, they did mention, I think it's 400000 on accounting. So we do have to wonder how much of this is creative accounting as well. Uh, there's two pages, I think, on, on page two that's just filled with schizoid posting for some reason. I don't know if we can scroll to page two. Wait, wait, wait. In in the actual tax returns? Yeah, because, of course, you have to list. I mean, the, the tax man doesn't care, but he just lists what's the nature of your business. And you're meant to put one word, obviously. All right, uh, scroll, scroll down to page education, two for us, John. You know, uh, selling T-shirts or something, and instead they do like a full schizoid post of a couple of paragraphs. There you are. Oh yeah, Black Lives Matter. We are we are doing joy and healing for the black oh, community <laughs> and injustice and blah 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 Inside blah. Inside and outside of the system to heal the past, reimagine the present, and invest in the future of Black Lives Tax Man. Just there, falling asleep. <laughs> just like, why did you write any of that? You just had the right fundraising. Sorry, I don't, <laughs> can you claim to be working outside of the system when you're doing your tax returns? in depth about the millions and millions you get from the establishment. It's a bit weird. Mm. Anyway, there's an officer section, officers in the organization. So uh, Paul Colors, he got paid 124,000 pounds this year. Wait, who did? Uh, the brother. Oh, yep. The one who was providing security for a million pounds. They also gave him 124,000 pounds personally. Oh, on top of his million dollars. Well, of course, he's a busy man. He, uh, <laughs> I think according to them, he, he works a lot. I think 50 hours a week. It takes a lot of time mm. to get from one mansion to another to defend them. Now, what's funny about that, I do, I do love, and, and, and um, I think everyone knows, not many people tell the truth about how many hours they work on the tax form because they're trying to save some money on the taxes. So I'm not sure I believe that he actually worked 50 hours a week for that 1.1 million. Hey, man, defending your family members from, from clansmen is a big, time, big full-time job. A lot of money in it, it seems. The only other paid member of staff is actually a former member of staff who gets 114 grand for working zero hours a week. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> Says it all, really. You're going to get paid 100 grand for working zero hours at a company you left a year ago? Boy, I wish. That's <laughs> just. Yeah. Uh, that's, Maybe uh, I need to get in touch with some old employers. That's Kaylee Scales over there. She's, she's in the. Tax what did returns. she used to do? I don't know. Uh, she used to. I think they list it as like networking or some crap like that, marketing or messaging. You know, one of those vague words means nothing. Push out tweets telling people to burn things down. Well, she's now doing her own grift, because I, I looked her up, and, and this is what you find if you go to the next link, which is uh, an article in which she's talking about how she's going to run her own grift now. Okay, cool. The, the, the only thing in here that's even slightly related to BLM is for no apparent reason they insert a video in the middle of it, of Patrice Colors, where she talks about our trans siblings and how they need help. You may have noticed, being black, blackity-black, y'all, is not cool anymore for raising money. I mean, if you lose 90% in a year, that's, that's sort of a indication well, the moment's gone. If they ever get another George Floyd situation to stick, it might be, again, hmm. but Jordan Neely doesn't seem to have been as successful because, I mean, Twitter community notes but, cleared that one black, up black nice man, and quick. It's over. 
It's it's absolutely over. There will be a few, obviously, but these people seem to think it's over because they're no longer trying to raise money for that um, waste of time instead of uh, Black Joy. Who is he? Who's another criminal? Why can't you ever just do it for not a criminal? Just try, just do that, even if it's in the wrong. Just not a criminal, please. I, I was going to say, if you're asking for specifics and you're saying, oh, it's some <laughs> criminal that they were trying to deify, you're going to have to narrow that down. But if you scroll down, we can see the video I'm, I'm talking about where Patrice Collis sits there and talks about how trans siblings who need don't help. Don't you want to subscribe to all? Oh. No, we don't want to subscribe to Essence. There we are. Why all Black Lives Matter, specifically Black trans lives. Um, the, that, that, to be fair, that is a big one that they are trying to push right now, because if you actually... The, the trans genocide is mainly uh, black trans prostitutes, so... Amazing. Well, I want you to keep that in mind, because we'll come back to it later. I am I am having a guess now. I don't know if it'll work for them, but I'm having a guess that people like Patrice, who are in it for the money, are literally just going to pivot to talking about transgenderism all the time until they realize that's not raising money, and then they'll pivot to something else, because I'll, I'll prove it in a minute. But keep it in mind. Back to the deets. So they, they talk about new impact partners. These are the people they're investing in. Well, new impact partners were paid $930,000 dues in that year that they raised nothing. Well, eight million, nothing compared to before, for consulting. Okay, well, who the hell are they? What are they consulting? Well, we'll check them out. Go to the next link. They offer strategic advertisement services from an experienced <laughs> black woman. Black women or woman? Woman. So, <laughs> I was. I, I know I, women. Sorry. I can a... see where this is going to go. Are these experienced black women? personally connected to Patrice Cullors in any way. Well, they're the friend of Tr Patrice. Owns oh. the company. Oh, okay. So so they all get together to get their nails done, mm. to sit around their big fancy white table and have it's their breadboard. Expensive board. counseling, my friend. Very much so. They, they sit around and say, okay, how are we going to make money this year? And then they go, thank you for the chat. Here's almost a million dollars. That's a business expense. All right, back to the deets. So there's more there. $756,000. Are really to in the complete wrong business, mate? Well, yeah, you know, I said that you got a million for the brother, Mr. Colors, last year, and this year he got 124 grand as a salary. Well, he also this year got 756 thousand dollars for security. <laughs> Again, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Colors, for keeping Patrice safe from all those clansmen. <laughs> God, I'm sure they're out there somewhere. We'll find them one day. 693 thousand dollars to We Are Rally. Now, We Are Rally is a messaging activist service. Um, so they manage all of the messaging for you and all of the outreach. So. Patrice and her friends have to do literally zero. I mean, that is a business expense, at least. I mean, not doing work. You said they're paying themselves like 250k, right? Yeah, for all the work they're doing, even though they're paying even someone else. They outsource to... all of the work to everybody else. I know Patrice doesn't work for them anymore, well, so... Well, she gives a speech every now and then. Well, she gives a, a $250,000 speech. <laughs> So oh, like, I know that there are new people running it or people that people don't really care about as much. Is So this covers the period including when she was in charge as well. Yeah, this is this is 22. Yeah, so these are the tax terms that just been released. So $553,000 to the People's Television, very communist name. Uh, sorry, People's Television Inc. Less communist-y, I suppose. Uh, maybe. <laughs> that's just that's just fine. Was Monsters course. Incorporated communist? Well, they, what they do is they make um, election adverts for BLM. They make get-out-to-vote adverts, which are not political. Uh, yeah. Even though we specifically only make adverts that run in certain areas at certain times for a certain demographic. Not Telling political. people to vote for certain candidates. Yeah, okay, well. <laughs> just, I, I do love sometimes, like, like everyone hates taxes. I, I can appreciate people who own businesses writing down, you know. I, I ain't going to tell full truth. <laughs> going to do some creative accounting. That's, that's what business owners do, and I, I get that, and I'm not one for... Ignoring that, but I do just have to sit here when someone is sitting you advocating endlessly for the big state 
and then they lie on their taxes to no end. In my opinion, uh, it's just it's just amazing. Sorry, they don't lie. They do creative accounting for the lawyers out there. Five hundred grand for Drury Square Group for communication. On top of the other group that does communication. <laughs> that group, in fact, got 700 grand last year for communication, and then 500 grand this year for communication. Wait, no, IT and digital, though, which I'm sure is I, worth I every forgot, penny. I forgot. She brought one hell of a gaming rig. <laughs> <laughs> Hard work, I'm sure. They, they also spent... Is Patrice uh, Cullors camping me again? <laughs> <laughs> she also... So, to keep in mind, like last year they had stuff to do. This year, No. Uh, they still so last year they spent what was it seventy three thousand dollars on flights, this year seventy six thousand dollars on flights. Somehow spent more with nowhere to go. When you're making less money, spend more. Which, you know they say spend money to make money. I, I'm actually thinking, it's quite hard to spend that much on flights unless you are doing the meme thing of like I want first class everywhere. Well, I fair, fly a fair bit. I'm always trying to find cheap flights. It is quite easy to fly for. A cheap price? They definitely. They get definitely first don't. class. They definitely get first class everywhere. You ever seen a pissed? Like, if you go first class from Heathrow to Tokyo, quite a bit more than across America. Mm. Ten grand. Bloody so, hell. I. I mean. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't want to go to Heathrow in the first place. That's not even the surprising number, though, of um, personal right. escapades, because of course you pay for the flight, but you've got to stay somewhere. So you pay for a motel, maybe if you're saving money, or a hotel. Even then, you know what you're going to spend? Hundred bucks. Hundred. Uh, Pounds a night, maybe. Yeah, but do you feel like a world-class international activist? <sighs> Someone like her. She spent $264,000 on hotels in a single year. Remember, this is not the company account for a company she runs that's doing really well. This is a non-profit where people give money to save the black race or something. She spent a quarter of a million on hotels. Yep. Well, I mean, we calculated that. That's $700 every single day of the year. I can, I can <laughs> so, understand if you were a... If you're full of different forms of different activists who are all really in demand, constantly making speeches all across the country, taking all of these flights every single day, you'll need to pay out every single day for something or other. But the fact of the matter is, you are losing money. You're, you're beginning to hemorrhage money. You are in the red. As you tweeted, the White House doesn't want you. Yeah, the White House doesn't want <laughs> you. Are, you. You're, you're trying to pivot over to trans activists instead because of the fact that you notice that that's where all of the corporate money seems to be heading yeah. right now. And instead, you're just keeping spending more money than you were when you were in the in the black. But we'll, we'll, we'll move on because the, the activities outside of the US section, well, they did a lot of things outside of the US, you know, trying to help African communities get a, get a leg up over evil whitey. Yeah, I'm pulling your leg. They spent two hundred and fifty thousand US dollars for black arts in Europe, and um, on Africa they spent zero, zero dollars. Well, I'm assuming that China wouldn't let them operate there. <laughs> they couldn't go to Liberia. No, no, zero dollar reduce. There you are. Tony Blair's army of NGOs said no, thank you. What did they do in the US? Well, here's where we get back to the trans thing. They spent two hundred thousand US dollars on the Trans Justice Housing Project. I don't know what that's going to do What's with BLM. That? What does that mean? Which is free houses for trans prostitutes, I assume. <laughs> free crack houses for trans prostitutes. They yeah. also spent eight hundred grand on the Center for Black Power. That's an expensive gym. <laughs> I, I don't think it's a gym. I, I think it's more, you know, the kind of um, murdery black power. But oh, know, okay, all right. Just some speculation from me, baseless, I'm sure. Five hundred twenty-three thousand US dollars for the Center for Third World Organizing. Which I didn't you hear, that's not allowed, that word. 200 grand for the reuniting of African descendants. I don't really know what that means. I mean, you're actually sending people back to Africa. I don't... 
What, I, what, I assume that that means post-Civil War, lots of slaves are free, but they couldn't necessarily get in touch with their family members, so we're trying to, you know, trace DNA. And they've had so quite can... a lot of time to move on from... They did do that. Long lost great great grandma. I haven't met my great great grandma. Actually, but have you? But don't you? Want, I've not met your grandmother. I'm sure she's no, no. Lovely. Your, your great great grandma, because I have a connection no, with she's my dead. one. Yeah, mine too. No, I'm pretty. So sure. no, no. <laughs> no this, will, this will be like, oh, we found out that you know, four generations down the line, you shared an auntie together. So you are like fourth, fifth, sixth cousins separated. Maybe. Wow. Maybe. They also have a few other things where they they gave money to different groups. They list them, um, such as Michael Brown didn't do nothing LLC. Um, <laughs> I'm exaggerating a little bit. They did actually give a load of money to. I think it's called Michael Brown. His hands were up LLC or something like that. I mean, they, just were, a lie. they weren't though. <laughs> Look at the DOJ report. His hands yeah. were close enough that he got gun um, gunpowder on his hand. Well, I don't know if we can go to the end of the document. Um, you might, John, for to find it. You might want to copy and paste uh, what I put in the doc right at the end there for this oh, segment wait, uh, because. Uh, uh, Somewhere about there, just below, I think. Because they do do even more schizoid posting right at the bottom All right. of their tax returns. I'm here for it. Because like, the tax man wasn't bored enough of the schizo posting before. I'm going to read some of that out, but it, it's just... Why did you write this? They just write at the end, supplementary information. So for, you know, the things the tax man might also need to know about your business. In all caps, of course. Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation imagines a world where black people across the diaspora thrive, experience, joy and are not defined by their struggles. By achieving liberation, we envisage a future that is fully divested from the police, prisons, and all punishment paradigms. I mean, literally, it, 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 we, we don't deserve to be punished. Uh, to be replaced with investment into justice, joy, and culture. Okay. I mean, I feel the most important word in that entire sentence is imagines. Yeah. I mean, they go on and on about just more and more schizoid posting. Intervening on existing and new policies that reimagine a world where punitive measures and create a world... Wait, wait. Without punitive measures. Once again, we don't deserve to be punished for anything. No. If we go and we shoot each other, that's just fine. The last bit of schizoid posting I'm going to read is just the funniest thing ever. They just write in all caps again. Without joy, we won't achieve liberation. Without joy, we won't survive. Without joy, we will never heal. And without joy, we cannot love radically. <laughs> just like, but through the experience of black joy, we will. Sorry, I can't take this seriously. I'm sorry. This is this is the definition <laughs> of work cited crack pipe. <laughs> yeah. Almost certainly, that's probably what they're talking about. Without joy, whoa, without joy, liberation. So I was pegging the wife last night. <laughs> Patrice writes, through black joy, we will conjure up dreams of freedom that our ancestors will be proud of. I was like, okay, look, go and peg your wife. Calm down. Just If you're going to be a grifter, you don't have to bother the tax man with it. That's all I'm saying. But there we are. They're running out of money um, very quickly. Within the next three years, we may see Patrice Cullors living on the streets once again, Ooh. which um, she'll then be claiming that the white man did it to her. That's my prediction. And, yep, she'll um, be there as a bin man. <laughs> good news, at least. At least after all of the crap we went through and all the people's lives that were destroyed by the riots, the person responsible will just end up broke again because they are crap with money and that's what they deserve. Fingers crossed. Continuing the good news, that's right, we're doing a White Pill Monday. I don't know what your last segment is about, to be honest, so I might be lying there. I don't remember either. But, oh, that's a good sign. <laughs> but the first two segments for today are good news, because it turns out conservative boycotts are working. This is something I am honestly very surprised about. It all comes off of the back of what started with Matt Walsh's campaign against Bud Light. And I will say, to, be to begin with, I was not 
on board with this, not because I'm on board with anything Bud Light or any of these other companies are doing, more because I've seen over the past few years numerous boycotts come and go. They last maybe two weeks. Everybody makes meme videos about them and then nothing happens is what I was expecting to happen with this. But no, the momentum has kept up. People have stuck with these boycotts and they actually seem to be working. So, I mean, if I can take anything from this so far, it's that for once we've managed to build up enough momentum to keep these going. And you've got people who are able to organize large scale, long-term boycotts that will actually put a dent in some of these companies' bottom lines and maybe make them consider changing things that they're doing right now. So, you know, more fool me. I put out a tweet, you know, making fun of the Bud Light boycott, say, oh, everybody's just going to go back to normal. I was wrong. I put my hands up and say, I, I was wrong, because it does seem to be working, at least in America. And um, before I go into, uh, into any more detail, on the website, we put out so much excellent work, and we also have, exciting, a search function now. Does it actually work? Does this... Which we see a demonstration? Demonstrate the search function for us, please, John. We're going to have our, our what, handsome what, assistant. Watch this. There we are. Uh, that's not that's not our handsome assistant. <laughs> no, John's our handsome assistant. John's our <laughs> handsome assistant. Search for anything you feel like, John. 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 <laughs> we get Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't we... work. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, we're still working out oh, the there kinks. We go. All right. Hey, there you go. Snopes fact checks AOC. Just Your, type in contemplation. Kink is Alex Jones, huh? No. Uh, <laughs> still working out the kinks in Alex Jones. Well, you can have worse kicks in the world. Epochs. <laughs> t t uh, type in. Um, is this the show now? Are we just type in leftist? What? What? Cool, leftist look at this. We can search. No, oh, the <laughs> what? What are leftists <laughs> teaching our kids, or something like that? Because I don't know. I kind of like what uh, John's typing. Okay. Hey, it actually works, guys. It works, and that's just another reason to subscribe to the website now, because you can actually search for things that you might be looking for, which you couldn't before. Uh, and and what you might want to search for is a recent. You don't have to look so tired. This is good news. It We're is... good news today, Callum. We're happy today. Smile, <laughs> Callum. Uh, I'm just going to go back to Das Wright's posting in the in the, <laughs> in the chat. All right, okay. That's right. What you might want to search for is a recent epochs that Bo and I did where we were talking about the Spanish Civil War. Bo is much more knowledgeable on it than I am, but it was a pleasure to sit with him. It was the first time I think Bo and I have been caught on camera together. Very rare occurrence, but it was a really good chat. And I think it was elucidating, and I think there was a lot of discussion of some of the myths and realities of the Spanish Civil War. And you also might want to watch it just so to hear Bo go off on one about, um, about George Orwell's homage to Catalonia. I've just got the whole chat right in Das right now. That's right, okay. That's right. <laughs> All right, then. But moving on to the actual news. So I got this article, and it was just basically a useful roundup of some of the ones that's been going on. And also, the, the hill right up here, some of the reasons that it's quite useful to know as to why, despite the customer pushback, the consumer pushback from these boycotts, a lot of the companies might still go ahead. For one, it's Pride Month soon. Pride Month, is it June? Sorry, I forgot to say, say my Hail Marys. To to the holy gay. Yes, to the holy gay. Yes, my, the gay my, in the sky. My, uh, I need to go and pray at the stone wall <laughs> and, uh, you know, say my say my prayers, eat my just vitamins. Just don't bend over while you pray. That's, that's how they got me. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Callum's gay now. <laughs> that's how just it, the Tucker Carlson thing. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> Why am I gay? <laughs> Sorry, we were watching something before the podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, um... But it's Pride Month coming up soon. It's difficult, honestly, to keep track in England because I went on a list earlier of all of the Pride calendar for England and it's other than the cold months, 
shockingly enough. Other than the cold months, there's every single month has so much ridiculous stuff on. I don't even think there is a dedicated Pride Month in England now. It's just Pride Year. All year round, you also pledge your fealty to the holy butt sex. This is what we worship now. What? <laughs> I want to see that poster campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever watched Community? No. Well, it, in, in the first series, they get the um, they get the school flag changed into just an asterisk that looks like a butthole. I imagine that's what it would be. Do you reckon we could get away with that? Just with the words pride underneath. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose so. It would need to be a black butthole, though, because... Does it? Well, it would be racist oh, I just thought personal preference. Didn't I? I mean, it would... <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so what they talk about here, they, like I say, they give some examples. So uh, as well as the Bud Light thing, and we covered some of that last... Friday you did, I think, with um, with Connor. You covered some of the stuff that went on with Bud Light. They're absolutely, you know, in the toilet right now. They're not making anywhere near as much money as they could be if they hadn't just decided to go full troon. Um, and Miller Light was also caught on the backlash of this because everybody realized that back in, I think it was March they did for Women's Month, they did an advertising campaign where they said, oh, isn't it terrible that we used to advertise a beer for men using bikini women? Yeah, there's, no, there's one thing that men hate, women. They women, can't stand looking at women. Attractive women in bikinis. Worse. No, no thank you. You know what you. guys like? Gay sex, said Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny, but well, the, that was, the well, extreme that was joke light. that you'd make about any, any company is now actually their official position. Which is like, you know what, heterosexual yeah. Americans like gay sex. And what, what, what's the state religion? What's the state religion? I, I know, right? But the, the, the state religion is black trannies having gay sex. Of course. That's what it is. That's just what, that, that's just what we worship. That, that's, that's, that's the first thing I think of when I think I of Burger King. I consider myself a conscientious subjector. <laughs> <laughs> to, to People are going to be putting white feathers on you being like, he doesn't like gay sex. He's, oh, well, no. Oh, what a oh, weirdo. What a bigot I am. <laughs> There was also uh. something else you covered on Friday. You know, Target, they had their Pride line of merchandise there. Took-friendly swimwear for children. Absolutely disgusting. And now the, uh, the company is being slammed, according to this article. I love that terminology, slammed. And uh, they are down $9 billion in the stock market. It's difficult to tell whether actual consumer choices affect the stock market sometimes. But if it's going down, whatever, I'm happy with it. Well, I mean, like, if their sales are going down... The sales are the main... Then the stock is going to be worth less, yeah, so you the, should sell. The sales are the most important part. Well, stock seems to be easily manipulated by Wall Street. And, yeah, they can do that And, well. and speculation, all, all that kind of investment. But sales is the main thing. And uh, this article actually is quite useful because it explains some things. They say, as private companies, they have every right to take these stances, you know, typical free market... Uh, talking points. Likewise, customers have every right to express their disagreement by seeking alternative products. The only other interested parties are the shareholders who are faced with lower share values and higher losses. But then it explains some more details. Here. Like, for instance, in the past, it seems that shareholders, <clears throat> probably pushed along by activists groups and activist lawyers, shall we say, uh, demanded in the past accounting uh, accounting from these companies. Indeed, diversity, equity, and inclusion advocates have often sued companies for failing to be more aggressive in reaching diversity goals. So you can get your classic activist investors saying, "Sorry, you're not you're not diverse enough for us." <laughs> what, what, what? Don't you want us to make money? No, we want you to be more diverse. If you don't start making adverts that straight Americans like gay sex, we'll sue you. And it I mean, works. That is the most American sentence I've ever heard. It, it, it really is. It works as well, sadly. Yeah. They say companies like Facebook, Oracle, Danaher, Qualcomm, Gap, Norton LifeLock, some of those I've never heard of in the past, but apparently they had big lawsuits against them because they weren't gay enough. <laughs> Excuse me, they were 
were sued over the failure to reach greater goals of diversity. It carries on and says, it's not clear how the losses of the recent companies that have been boycotted will impact social messaging through branding, but shareholders do sadly have little influence that these executives are act rational actors, blah, blah. While these campaigns may alienate consumers and even reduce profits, they offer personal and professional benefits for senior employees who make DEI policies a priority. Campaigns are the bona fides for executives in seeking opportunities and greater status. While Heiner Scheld, whatever her name was, the person from the Bud Light who said, oh, we need to get away from the trashy old school image and basically insulted the entire consumer base. Uh, she was put on leave during the meltdown. These campaigns are a net gain for most executives. More importantly, speaking out against such campaigns out of concern for the brand is a high risk move for any executive who does not want to be labeled insensitive or unenlightened. So while for the actual day-to-day -day work of the brand, the people at the top will just jump from brand to brand anyway. The CEO is a job. You were thought of a very devious plan, though. Oh, okay. All right, go on. I've come up with a cunning plan. Right, so you Excellent remember... Baldrick. We like the stock, so we buy the stock. Stock goes to moon. All right. Everyone takes notice, right? I have a new idea. Right, okay. What if we buy stock in every Fortune 500 company, because the biggest ones are going to be where it's most effective. Just buy, I don't know, like $100 and everything, right? All right. right it's, it might take some time to make the money. All right, okay. But buy on everything. And then as soon as they do something we don't like, we sell the stock, because we don't like the stock. Because I'm thinking, like, obviously, like, one guy is not going to have much of an effect. But if Wall Street bets actually do that, they could control the entire culture just by selling and buying the stock when they want. It could, but I could imagine if a situation like that happened, when they started to sell, it would probably be, like, BlackRock and other companies decide to buy up more stock. I don't know, because if you just so completely you crash the stock. Maybe, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. And GameStop wasn't really important to have massive, big investment hedge funds invested in it. Well, they were betting against it, so... Yeah, exactly. They were betting against right. it. Maybe I'm a retard. So, no, no, no. It's a good idea, but I just think that the, the decks are stacked against us. But we shouldn't lose hope, because I had lost hope, and this proved me wrong. So, if we carry on, other places decided, you know, they saw the Bud Light marketing campaign and thought, yep, this is a good idea, losing money. <laughs> Sounds like just what we want this summer. <laughs> so, you had Gunmaker, Heckler, and Coke following Miller Lite's lead Koch. in the next one. Koch. Is that how you pronounce Koch. it? Koch. They're cock the, the, guns. It's not a rude word. I'm just saying the name of the German company. Uh, the cock guns decided yeah. to become more gay <laughs> and decided that uh, women, hold, uh, sexy women in bikinis holding guns was not appealing to their target demographic of I mean, you may have an argument, straight though. men. If you have named yourself after cock, then I mean, he was a pretty gay guy. I Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he named himself that. It might have just been, you know, a name that was given to him. Was the, the whole family was gay, actually. It was passed <laughs> down from the generations. They managed to procreate at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so some guy on Twitter if you scroll down in this article you can see the tweet uh, somebody, somebody was like oh can you believe that this happened um, and this is actually going back against some prior uh, advertising campaigns so the Miller and the Miller Lite one I almost call it the Miller and Carter that's the Dino in me coming out Miller Lite their campaign was from March because it was for Women's Month and it, it ended in April 2023 are <laughs> you going to do that every time I mention some every kind of holy Every time it's a holy day, yes. Black History Month. <laughs> um, so this is actually retroactive because what you're doing is you're noticing, hey, this company already told me that they hate me. So in the future, I won't buy anything. But he tweeted about this and he said, can you believe that they did this? And then Heckler and Koch came out and said, yes, yes, we can. I can't believe that they would do something as disgusting as use attractive women in an advertising campaign. We used to do that, but we say no more.
Oh, there's a really funny marketing campaign there, though. If you wanted to do that, you could totally be like, real men like cock. And then sell your product. But instead, they didn't. They, they went with being yeah, if cringe. Just, if you have a sense of humor, yeah. it actually helps. What's John bringing up here? So, you know, that's actually a really good idea for Pride Month. Oh, yeah. They, they, they apologized for it. But still, you still need to hold these companies accountable because they only apologized for it because of the massive boycott. But once again, the fact that they are apologizing for it. Whereas before, Yeah, immediately. Whereas before, they didn't is a sign that things are changing, at least that there's enough momentum going with the yeah. movement. Chat's pointing out that they were this close to being heckler and cuckold. Maybe. So. Maybe, yeah, because they said, oh, I can't believe that we sold sold nice guns and now they're trying to meme about it. Yeah, fair I forgive play. Them. I forgive them. Uh, you, there is you a path to redemption. Them. I mean, if you send, send me free guns, <laughs> I'll consider it. Good deal? Good deal. Bit illegal, but... <laughs> Bit illegal, but oh, it's a joke. Come on. Okay. Adidas decided as well that they wanted to be evil and uh, put forward marketing campaigns where they decided... No, no, in the next one, please, John. Where uh, Here's a man wearing a swimsuit. Right. The, the main group of human beings on Earth who wear Adidas is Slavs. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know anything about Eastern Europe, you should know one thing. Hmm, they've got brains. They, they're not they're not brain dead like most well, of them. It's not even that. It's that they're not a big fan of rainbows. Well, also, they just don't really think men can become women. It's weird, isn't it? This, is all, the, this is all the fault of fascist Putin. I just, all we need to tell, it's not even just Putin, is it? The whole Slavic world is wearing Adidas. You know, I once got on a plane to, to Slovakia, <laughs> and the guy was wearing a golden Adidas tracksuit. <laughs> and I was just looking at it, he's like 47 or something. I was just thinking, are you serious? But no, that's real. That's, that's normal. I'm sorry, I just want to see... I want to see Putin in full Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably his first shot. We fight that. Oh yeah, yeah. Him on that horse. You know that one of Adidas him topless too. on the horse with that. Except it's Adidas. Oh, there's actually there's some real ones of him wearing Adidas. Oh, oh really? Oh, wonderful. I think that one's fake, but that one's and real. Then, to carry on something that was going on, just in boxing. Oh, he's he's, he's boxing. That makes more sense. I just want the tr full tracksuit. Him squatting, bottle of vodka in one hand. They have got that. But that's cigarette in the other. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> to follow on the you can Google it. The, the Target story, though. So Target, every Pride, from what I'm aware, we don't have Target in England. So from what I'm aware of Target, they're kind of the middle class, lower middle class place where people go to get affordable clothes and such. And every they're really liberal, super lefty. And every single year they do some big Pride Month thing. This year they did this took friendly clothes for children where, you know, you can figure out for yourself what took friendly means. And everybody decided, no, we've had enough of this. We've had enough of this. And like we say, they've got the $9 billion it's dropped. Target said on Tuesday... <laughs> Sorry, I just love the idea that the whole industry was like, you know, we're going to sell gay sex to men. And all of a sudden, one guy stood up and went, no, I've had enough. <laughs> that Norman Rockwell picture of the man standing up. I don't like gay sex. And then, then the whole community were like, I don't either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am Spartacus. <laughs> the full Spartacus treatment. The American men have found their masculinity again. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Oh God! If only we had it here. So, so <laughs> I know. In this article that's linked into into this from the New York Post, they said on Tuesday it was removing some items from its stores and making other changes to its LGBTQ plus merchandise nationwide ahead of Pride Month after intense backlash from some customers who confronted workers over and tipped over displays. They said they knocked over Pride displays at some stores, <laughs> angrily approached workers, and posted threatening videos on social media from inside the store. So presumably saying, "My son's not gay." <laughs> Stop doing this. He's seven years old, Leave you freak. <laughs> Sorry, just work here. <laughs> and Target's just like, fine, fine, we'll stop, okay? And uh. then 
So, I just wanted to mention something very briefly, and I'm not going to go into too much detail on this, because it might be something that Connor and I talk about in the future, but not, not to call him out, but James Lindsay recently has been going a little bit nuts, and has basically made it very clear to everybody that, no, I'm not right-wing, I hate the right-wing, you all aligned with me because you're suckers, I'm, I know best, I'm a brilliant big genius man, and he's been going up with this, essentially some weird conspiracy theory say, that he's made up saying like, Oh, you don't understand. If right wingers and con Christian conservatives in the first, but in particular, who he's just labelled all of them as Christian nationalists, if you start to stand up to the gay stuff now, then what's going to happen is you're going to be manoeuvred into a big, violent Charlottesville 2.0 come the summer, and then the, the government's just going to use that. The Democrats are going to use that to destroy all right wing movements. Basically, saying if you would, if you if you fall for it now, you'll end up doing something violent. Yada yada yada. But what's actually happened? What's, what's actually been happening? The Conservatives have been boycotting all of these peacefully, I might add. No, Apart from, of course, pushing over some pride displays say, at I stores. I don't think I'm going to go to Charlottesville if I'm just not buying a Target. I don't think those two no, things th are... No, th this is true, but someone's been violent. So if you go to the next article for me, please, John. So the Target did face bomb threats. Aha! Those far-right militias have finally come out and shown what they're really after. They really just want to hurt people. They want to bomb... The no, no. Uh, so they, they uh, got an email, this... It's uh, WOIO in Cleveland, uh, we're an affiliate of CBS News, uh, warning of bomb, thre bomb threats, they got an email talking about it, had been placed in five different target locations near the city. According to the screenshot of the email, which was published by the outlet, the threat was made in response to Target's decision to remove its LGBTQ plus pride collection from its shelves earlier this week with text saying, Target is full of cowards who turned their back on the LGBT community and decided to cater to the homophobic right wing. Redneck bigots who protested and vandalized their store. We won't stand idly by as the far right continues to hunt us down. So it wasn't the far right. It was the people who list all their mental illnesses in their Twitter description. I, for one, am shocked. Yeah. I couldn't see this coming. So it was alphabet alpha, uh, activists. So James Lindsay's predictions... Presumably the bombs wouldn't explode and a load of glitter would come out. Confetti, no? <laughs> what, gender reveal? Like gay bombs, just... Gay bombs, no? yes. No, real That's... bombs. No, are, isn't that what America drops in the Middle East? <laughs> <laughs> Depends who's president. Yeah, true, true. And... Uh, Happily, though, the Jackson Township officers evacuated, searched the store, along with some bomb-sniffing uh, bomb dog from the Stark County Sheriff's Office, read the release. According to a report from the repo uh, repository in Canton, Ohio, no bombs were found at the location, and store operations did end up resuming. Uh, so the other four target locations were supposedly Boardman, Ohio, Niles, Ohio, and... Mon uh, sorry, Boardman, Ohio, Niles, Ohio, and Monica, Pennsylvania. Sorry, American na place names... I, I just hate how they always put the state after the place. Yeah, it made it confusing for me to read that out. So sorry, Americans, I am slightly stupid. You're just a, you're a weird land. You know, that's not even the worst one. It's just when they put countries after. That's the worst one. Oh, every time. Paris, France. Well, there is so, a Paris, Texas. I, so. I, I thought, well, yeah, I mean, it could have been that one. With and the they, Eiffel their, Tower their Eiffel Tower is pretty impressive as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, so... Um, I assume, given the reporting that's going on here, none of these places actually had bombs. But once again, the bomb threats are coming from the Alphabet Mafia. Unsurprisingly, as Khan pointed out, these are the people who are very eager to tell you all of their mental yeah, illnesses. I mean, they literally be like, I am LGBT, also have anxiety disorder, also I have autism, also I have... And it's just like... Okay, okay. I didn't even ask. But... So I'll stay away from you. Thank you for the warning. Uh, don't be near you. Good to know. Yeah. And then the LA Dodgers, who I think are a football team. Once again. Real football or not, fake football? Not American. Um, 
American football. I don't know. What American does, sports are in their own. World. What, what what does that count? They they decided that they were going to do a big thing for Pride Month with an organization called the uh, a, a drag queen troupe oh. called what are they called? They play baseball. Oh, baseball. Whatever. They play baseball. Uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, who dress up like nuns and do disgusting things like pulling Jesus Christ off the cross and pole dancing on the timbers as part of their... What's, what's go- what have you seen? Uh, just so people will be like, no, they play rounders. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. They play cricket, boy. <laughs> Old boy. <laughs> yeah, so they do disgusting things like that. Obvious insult to Christianity. Obviously supposed to be some kind of mockery of the whole thing. And... Uh, Catholics in particular have decided, no, we're not going to do this. And we've got bishops, Bishop Barron, who is a Catholic uh, bishop, talking about how you need to boycott them. And it seems that they are boycotting them because they immediately capitulated and said, oh, we're not going to we're not going to have them on. And then the leftists decided to counter protest and they said, oh, we are going to have them on after all. And the Catholics went, "Okay, we'll double down then. We don't want you to have these weird blasphemous gays. Uh, gay drag queen things going on as part of this. We just want to enjoy baseball, gosh darn it. And um, but that's the central tenet of baseball, I think. We're playing baseball. Well, I'm not American, so I don't know. But I think after the third inning or down, then the drag queen comes out of the <laughs> the bleachers, I think they call them. Maybe. It's traditional. It goes back to the 30s. This is traditional. <laughs> it's as is tradition. <laughs> <laughs> Amusingly yeah. enough, it turned out that... Uh, that, that Futurama bit where it's like Blur Ball or whatever. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. Blur Ball, yeah. Okay. Do, you, uh, do you remember Sam Brinton? Sam Brinton, no. The nuclear waste disposal person for the White House who was non-binary and turned out to have just stolen lots of people's luggage over the years for no yeah. particular reason. Turns out he was part of this organization, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence as well. He was a principal officer of the DC chapter. Fox News discovered they, um, after reviewing a tax filing, uh, from its founding to 26, from 2016 to 2018, his drag name was Sister Radioactive. So he was in charge of, he was principal officer. I know, I know. It's radioactive is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but at least he wasn't in charge of, you know, uh, luggage protection or collection or something, because yeah. maybe they had a few, you know, nun outfits go missing over the years. But it's funny how these things always just coalesce, isn't it? All of these organizations are always just full of terrible people. And uh, then to try and save face, the Dodgers announced that what they would be doing is a Christian faith and family day. John? Did, did they invite him? I, I assume not. They said, don't worry, guys, we may be doing this incredibly blasphemous anti-Christian thing that is very anti-Christian on the face of it, but later on in July, we're going to have a Christian faith and family day. And people aren't falling for it. People aren't falling for it. Just keep up the boycott. If you're boycotting it for religious reasons, keep up the uh, boycott. Don't let it go. Uh, don't let it fall behind. And then there's the last one. And I don't know if anyone's boycotting this right now, but I do notice that people are getting very annoyed about it, which is Magic the Gathering. They've announced these cards for a long time, and it was clear what they were going to do for a long time. But they have announced this. Aragorn gave it a new name and called it Anduril, Flame of the West, with this picture of... Not Aragorn. Do you remember the part in Lord of the Rings where Aragorn came out as a proud black man? Do you remember? Yeah, don't a, you? Right do you remember end. a if single you, proud black man? If you wait in the Lord of the Rings, if you wait the credits at the end of the last one. Oh, okay. Just, just, just a deleted scene. Just, oh, it's the post-credits Marvel. Yeah. You know, Aragorn will return <laughs> <laughs> in the Hobbit. And they say, it's, oh, it's two days until we kick off the Beyond the Universe bloody blah. They're releasing a new set of cards for this, and for, as part of the cards, they've decided to race swap Aragorn. And this has caused a little bit of controversy in the fandom because they don't want it. They don't want it. They don't want to, you to race swap, you know, classic English characters 
And uh, if you go to the next one, this has been on the cards for a while, uh, where they announced it last year that they were going to do this. And even in the preliminary drafts they had, they already had Aragorn as a black man. I, I, I follow this one, this, this account, which is quite entertaining, called Shaniqua Posting Delusions. Good name for it. Just pointing out, no, this is Aragorn. So I don't know if anybody's boycotting Magic the Gathering right now, but it seems that it actually works. So if you play Magic the Gathering and you don't want to see, you know, all of your favorite characters race-swapped unnecessarily for the sake of pushing political agendas that you don't agree with, well, turns out it works, boys. You know what to do. Shall we move forward with something I don't even... There we are. Now I remember. I usually forget the last segment until I see it in the notes. Don't know why. Short of memory loss is probably why. Anyway. You should remember the search function. Always remember the search function now. The Reckoning. It's come. It's, it's not quite Ragnarok, but I'm starting to see that the mainstream newspaper outlets, at least, have noticed something. Something has happened since the 1990s. I know, big step, big step for that, but we'll, we'll come and see it. Finally. <laughs> yeah. We'll start off by mentioning onlosias.com, of course, being the census data proves Britain is not a nation of immigrants because the data is just demonstrable. And, um, well, you can show it to your dad and be like, you remember? Yeah, well, I've got it in data. Uh, but if you think about it, if you go back 1,500 years, your ancestors might have come over on a boat sometimes, so technically you're an immigrant. Have you, have you moved house? Whatever, immigrant. <laughs> <laughs> I, you think I'm joking. There's actually a BBC Bite Size... Uh, video for the kids to explain migration and they labeled the Celts immigrants. Okay. Yeah, that's, right. that's what they do. What was that one they did recently? It was, that, was it Paul Dreschler, some chancellor or lord or something, did a BBC interview where he basically said, oh, if you go back far enough, we're all immigrants, so we might as well open the borders. Just, just no thinking whatsoever. But we'll get to the new article because there's the one here from the, uh, I think it's the Times. The cost of Brexit, red tape, tensions and lack of labour. Now, tensions and red tape, that was kind of the point. Didn't want to be integrated with Europe, and um, don't like them. So, fair points. <laughs> the last one there really confuses me, though. Lack of labour in the UK. Because, of course, we've seen the immigration graph, and it ain't pretty. In fact, it's the highest it's ever been for the previous two years, ever on record. I mean, when we were literally being invaded by foreign armies or mass migration of Normans or the Huguenots or whichever stupid migration period someone wants to bring up and be like, aren't we all foreigners? Yeah, yeah I just found it here. It was uh, Paul Dreschler, the chair of the International Chambers of Commerce UK, saying it's important we change nasty narratives of Brit in Britain about migration facts. by saying every Let's single person facts. living in Britain today is the descendant of an immigrant. It's not true. I mean, that's. I mean, if you go back, once again, <sighs> thousands of years, maybe. Oh, it just pains me. It's a bit like, yeah, you immigrated here, right? From... from from Syria? No. No. Yeah, it's that simple. Literally just ask well, the person well, next to you. I friend. just pointed out, well, if we're all just as British as each other, that means that all of these new immigrants, these new British people, are equally cap uh, culpable for the crimes of empire and therefore should be yeah. join me in paying reparations. But the idea that, that labour is in short supply. Well, I'll, I'll take their argument. They say, although British workers stepped up, Kate Nicholas, the chief executive of UK Hospitality, so the trade, it's a trade body, said that it was not as rapidly or as comprehensively as we'd like to have seen. She added, like the rest of the economy, you're seeing record vacancies. We don't have enough labour. Part of the problem is the youthful democratic of, uh, demographic of the workforce. The international workers who have fled have left gaps and mostly students who have come in are only working 20 hours a week because they're part-time. Now, none of this is obviously true because we've seen the data as to who's coming here. 
She continues, some elements of the labour shortage cannot be blamed on Brexit, however. I don't think any of it could. COVID or inflation. We always knew there was going to be a problem as we had a dramatic drop in the birth rate in the 2000s, Nicholas said. Because something happened in the 1990s, which made raising a family more difficult. Who knows? We'll never know. But let's get to the facts of immigration, and this is my point of interest, which is the reckoning coming to normies who work for normie outlets, who apparently mm. don't have many brain cells, but I've got some. So, here we have it. If we go down to the graphs of the most interesting thing, this is uh, an article uh, talking about immigration, of course. It says here, changing flags, and these graphs are the most useful thing that someone has made. So you can I see still that. hate the way these are formatted. They look terrible. Yeah, they also don't go back far enough. Just give me a bar chart, please. But there you can see here, this is over time, immigration from different areas of the world. And uh, the big thing here being, oh, good lordy, that newest couple of days, couple of uh, years of data. Mm. You know, line go up. I mean, that really is bringing a new yeah. definition of line go up. Well, some lines have gone down, which are, generally speaking, the European immigration. Yeah. And for some reason, the government was like, you know, what? I love India. So they wrote in here, uh, the data. But you can see that apparently during lockdown, you can see that period where it goes down to about 300,000. That's when we need to be on target to actually achieve our target. You know, the one we've had for the last uh, 20 years? Mm. Tens of thousands. It's still too high as a target, but okay. Yeah, we need to actually have the whole country locked down is the equivalent of... the. I mean, I still don't get that. We were all locked in our houses, but the borders were open. Somehow enough to have 300,000 people come in. Well, it just made it easier. All of the all the border patrol people were at home, presumably. Yeah. God. Essential workers? No, no, no. So they say in here, next month marks the 20 years since the 2003 Ascension deal was signed, which the following year gave 73 million people from 10 EU states the right to live and work in Britain. I still can't believe anyone signed that back in the day. I mean, I'm sorry, it is just weird to me, the idea of, oh, yeah, this will be a good idea. No consequences from this whatsoever. I mean, we'll get into the predictions of the time in a minute. It was ridiculously naive. So they say here... I don't, I don't, I don't think it was naive. Maybe, I think it was maybe. intentional. But they say... Uh, Polish name. Sorry, lads. Love Poland. Suniak. Gregos Pozienczyk over here. He was one of the hundreds of thousands who made the move. Now, I don't know why they write hundreds of thousands. It was two million. Mm. So 20 hundreds of thousands. So the guy writing this, I kind of don't trust. He was just like, oh, it was hundreds well, of so, thousands. Sorry, go back to that original that. graph for me, please, John. No, no, the other one, the one we were looking at. Do you want to look at the new arrivals graph now? Oh, the new, the new arrivals graph. But you can see that these are the predictions after Brexit of what would happen. And of course, um, none of those happened. Instead, no. we have the actual, which is massive spike. But also, if we go back up, sorry, to that original graph, I just want to look at something here, which is uh, 2003. So seems after 2003, it was mainly accession countries like Poland being the main ones, which would have been European countries made up the vast majority of that immigration. So it's not great. We still don't want an extra hundreds of thousands of people coming in. But European migrants... It's not Zimbabwe. It's not Zimbabwe. They're going to be easier to integrate into the country, aren't they? That is true. And it's not as far for them to go if they want to go home. Yeah, that's true as well. But they, because the taking back control graph, which is the third one in this article, they uh, say there's three reasons. Uh, number one, who knows? Uh, number two, Ukraine and Hong Kong being uh, the two and three there. Should yep. we talk about the who knows? I don't know if you I can wonder. notice. Which one of those colors goes sharply up after the change? It's the bottom one. Work, work visas and student visas massively explode. Who could have figured out why? 
Why would it be suddenly massively easier to come here on a work visa? It's almost like we redefined skilled work and we didn't do it well. You see here, they say, most, oh, sorry, who are the new migrant workers? In 2022, as before, home office visa data shows the most common arrivals are Indian nationals. They, 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 they always top the charts somehow. Just amazing. They uh, Always got to fill up call centers. I mentioned this last time when we went through the data, but they didn't give us the full breakdown, whereas um, some of the times apparently has. So they say here, but some of the biggest increases have been among those filling NHS posts. Nigerians received 4,000 work visas in 2019, but 32,000 this year. It's just, just 10 times increase. Yep, brilliant. Don't worry about it. Mainly thanks to the skilled health and social care visas. Because why train your own workers? Why, why give British kids a future? Good questions that can't be answered. <laughs> well, will the line go up? Well, Zimbabwe, a country we have wonderful relations with, in fact, I believe their population is um, massively pro-British. They, they love uh, white people, we, I'm told. I, I think we had some kind of uh, uh, camps set up over there, holiday mm. camps, <laughs> back in the 1960s and 70s. And I, the, I mean, I we didn't set up any camps. <laughs> no, no, well, no, we didn't set up any camps, but there were definitely white people over there. Yeah, and then... Well, there were. Well, I, I've just been told that Zimbabwe... So, uh, this is a funny story, And actually. then all of a sudden, England decided it didn't like those anymore. So, I'll keep up the pretense, which is that Zimbabwe, obviously, is not too fond of the white man or the British. Yeah. Uh, but a friend of mine I met... He has a family who work in Malawi. And Malawi mm. borders Zimbabwe. And Malawi is the exact opposite, which is the dictator that took over over there was massively pro-British and quite a bit racist. So <laughs> What, to his own people? Yes. Oh, okay. So um, <laughs> they, they were massively pro-British and pro-Western, so their economy didn't become somewhere where people starved to death. Instead, they thrived, which was weird, I know. But instead, on top of that, he opened up the Eton of Africa. This is how, oh, really? like, pro old-timey, I'm going to put it, they were. And his number one manifesto promise for when he opened the university was none of the teachers will be from Africa. Now, listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, he... I'm not saying anything. All I'm going to say is that probably would is, improve academic results. At the time, certainly. But my, my point is not to be, like, um, racism-based, no. My point is that, well, of all of the faults of this man and uh, his, his weirdness... If you wanted to take a load of people from Malawi who have been brainwashed from day one to love Britain because the guy in charge loves Britain, local dictator doing a pro-Britain job, I, I think that's probably not the worst idea in the world. I, I don't think how they could go around. Whereas people from country who have been taught that Britain is the source of all of their ills, and trust me, Mugabe didn't do nothing, I'm a little bit worried. I'll be frank. I mean, I hope this isn't like what I warned about the Afghan pedos coming here, and then it turns out there were quite a lot of Afghan pedos who are now here. Maybe I'm well, wrong. Well, who, who could have seen that one coming? Maybe, maybe Zimbabwe has um, really just gotten over the whole thing, and, and now they, they are willing to accept that Mugabe was in the wrong. I did happen to meet a Zimbabwe lady when I was in Afghanistan. Um, she thought he'd had a mixed time in office. I wouldn't describe mass famine as a mixed time in office, but... Whatever. Well, you know, was it more good than bad? Oh, we got a mouse yeah. situation. But anyway, in 2019, there were 993 Zimbabweans who were given a long-term visa to come work here. Now 23,000. One year we changed the law, and in one year we went from 900 to 23,000, which is only going to go up, presumably. Yep. Great, great, great. The Philippines... And, and just, just to point out as well that a lot of the time, the if, if these people are coming over on work visas, we're doing this because they always say, oh, we've got employment crisis, we've got record low unemployment, while we've still got all of these positions and jobs that need to be filled. Yeah, yeah. I've covered before on the podcast that what actually happens is a lot of these unemployment figures will be taken up by ghost jobs where 
companies will just post job advertisements online even though they don't need to fill a position, mainly because they just want to make it look like they're trying to hire for the sake of their own staff members or to make it look like they're doing well for their own management. Another thing that happens, and this is something I've seen covered recently on um, Scrimp and Evelyn's podcast, was where they were talking about economic inactivity being a major factor in all of this. It's not that you're unemployed, it's that you are economically inactive and there is a ridiculous number of people native britons included a three million something like that isn't it probably more than that who are classified as economically inactive because in doing so if you're labeled in economically inactive rather than unemployed it makes all of the figures the government figures look a lot better on spreadsheets but anyway so we now have uh, the philippines being fourth there so number one's india that's the kind of so of all the immigrants where are we getting them from number one india number two nigeria number three zimbabwe which just came out of nowhere and took the number three spot and then the Philippines. Brilliant. I mean, I, I'm not being funny, but I think number three might be more of a problem than people think it is. But that will be my prediction for the future. Many of these countries already have connections with Britain, they write, but many do not. Britain typically relies on Ukrainians for seasonal farming work. Well, we don't have any of those, do we? Got, got 200,000 of them in one year. <laughs> Feel like we'll be fine, lads. But no, they instead say that since the Russian invasion... The British government started granting en masse temporary visas from people from Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, and Tajikistan. But if we don't take all of these people in, Callum, who's going to scrub Kelly Osborne's toilets? I, I mean, I'm so sick of this mindset. Who's going to serve Pret? I mean, I made this meme video a while ago where it's just some, like, crappy TikTok music alongside the farming machinery that you keep seeing in your Facebook videos yeah. being really productive. Because I am so sick of endlessly being like... Oh, I saw you post this one. If we don't have human beings picking the cotton, then how will we pick the cotton? It's like, with machines. You, you know, you, you know I, how we did the Industrial so, Revolution? Sorry, we when, invented it? When you, say, when you say that, I want you to say that again, but in your southern slave owner. No. <laughs> oh. But uh, that's, that's the people who are arguing stuff for mass migration, in my mind, with the southern slave owner accent. They're just like, well, who else will do it? It's like, you do know what year we live in. I mean, I hate to be the current year guy, but me no have slave markets to pick crops no more. Me have tractor and tractor go burr. And yes, a lot of this equipment, I mean, some of this here is a bit silly because it's like those crops that were the robots picking it. I don't know how efficient that is, but the rest of it's obviously efficient. And if you don't want to spend masses well, of money on this, there are also, I'm sure, English people who well, would be happy to earn money over a summer doing this. I, I'm, I'm far more for the productivity solution because it, I know a lot of people will be saying like the, the, the machinery is incredibly expensive. Yeah, no doubt. Of course, all farming machinery is goddamn expensive. In which case, if you're the British government, should you give loads of money in grants for farmers to make their farming way more productive? Or should you import hordes of foreigners? Because that'll have no problems. Which one of these has more of a downside? Investing in your country or bringing hordes of foreigners and then question mark, question mark, question mark, profit? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not a gambling man, but... Oh, anyway. I'm going to need to speak to the Institute of Economic Activity for this one. Mm -hmm. I just can't figure it out. We'll have to go to the next one, though. We'll get back to the deets. They're saying here, this wave is merely the latest in a series of arrivals since the 1950s that have shaped modern Britain. I hate this. I hate this shaped for the Shaped modern Britain. It's just... It's just this is normal. What would we do without the Indian takeaways? Your country increasing by 1% foreign-born population every year. That's perfectly normal. Everything. This is just modern. Your, your country is defined by three things. Fish and chips, Indian takeaway, and Chinese takeaway. <laughs> These are the three things Britain was built on. The other next one here, I mean, it's also just the data is a lie. I mean, I might just shoot myself if I have to hear this once again. It's just like, oh, this is normal. It's not. I mean, people honestly talk about the Windrush generation. You see what they are? A nothing burger. Complete nothing burger to the UK's foreign-born population. I'll read the data there. 
which is that, what is it, 40% of all of our immigrants came in the last 10 years. If we just said no 10 years ago, as the government promised, we'd have 40% less of a foreign-born population. I do love that. Before 1951, 75,000. Yeah. And this is before the newest data, which is that 600k per year. Great. Great. Fantastic. Except actually it's not 600k, is it? Because that's, that's um, it's not, it's not net, it's gross. It's 1.2 million. So add that 1.2 million there onto a couple of times. So what is it? It's probably like 50% of our foreigners came in the last 10 years now. But it's perfectly normal. We've always done this. Mm -hmm. Nothing new. We were built on it. Back to the deets. They're saying here, in truth, most immigration figures should be taken with a pinch of salt. Britain has a long history of being terrible at knowing the actual amount of migrants who are entering the country. <laughs> yeah. It's almost as if someone had been warning you about this. They write in here. Are you serious? This was particularly true in the days of free movement. At the time of the EU accession in 2004, researchers expected, the experts, the people who know everything, they expected Britain would receive a net boost between 5,000 and 13,000 migrants from Poland. A whole 5,000 people might move here, they Ooh. warned. 50,000 in a year. Then, then the EU nationals living in Britain were applying for settled status. More than 900,000 Romanians applied to stay in Britain. The government thought the total number living in the country was half of that. So it's not 900,000, obviously, it's even more. Fantastic. Like hundreds of thousands of them haven't applied to stay. If, if there is ever as a better reason to never trust go uh, experts, especially government experts, mm. it's just look back at how many times they have been abjectly wrong about everything they have ever talked about. So that statistic of about 1 million immigrants in the last year coming up, 1.2 million, sorry, um, that's probably, I don't know, 1.5? Should we just guess? Or should we just double it? Because apparently that's what happened with the Romanians. They just I mean, double the number the UK government More thought. than double it. Add the 2.5. There you go. Times it by 2.5. In which case, what? I don't know, like 60, 70% of the immigrants in this country came in the last 10 years? But trust me, that's perfectly normal. We've always done this. It's, it's completely normal that enough are coming in that we actively can't keep track of them. And this guy in, in the Times just misses the whole point. This has annoyed me. He says, We like to think of ourselves as a welcoming country, but the opposite is true. Research by Patrick English at Exeter University has found that most of the past 40 years, Britain has had a negative view of immigration. Probably, probably the past thousand years. No, like we've had a negative view of failure. Like Our government's completely failed for decades to have any control on immigration, no matter how many promises they make. That's the failure. I don't think people would have a negative view of immigration if it was actually managed properly. You pushed for highest quality of life of the natives as your first point of policy. But well, they don't. They, they don't. The people on the ground generally have a gut feeling when they hear governments talking about immigration, this will be bad for me. So yeah. we vote against it. And every time we vote against it, we get it anyway in larger numbers than we could ever have imagined. He winds here that it, it was lowest in 2010, but now it's even lower than that. And it's going down even more. People are more and more upset. Uh, cry. What do, you, what do you think they're upset about? Failure. Failure is unacceptable. In, a, in the sense that most immigrants need, now need a visa, rather than being able to move here freely, Britain has succeeded in taking back control over immigration, he writes. It's just that the numbers have had a much higher uh, amount than anybody expected. And this is just a lie. This is the thing we've pointed out. Because if you go to the, the next one here, the last link, skilled workers visa to come into the UK. Or what is it? £10.75 an hour. If you can get that, that's, that's a skilled workers visa now. Great. Fantastic. 
You can get close enough to that working most minimum wage jobs. Minimum wage is £10.53, I think, it was last time I looked. So if you can ask them, can I get 23p more? You're a skilled worker, my friend. Oh, brilliant. You're a scientist, engineer and doctor. All of them, I'm told. Anyway, the news is that that's the reckoning that's coming to at least the mainstream, which is, uh, hang on a minute, we have no idea what we're doing and we screwed up the country. Yes, you do. Uh, I would hate for the result to be the kind of person who wrote that who's like, oh, but isn't this a blessing, not a curse? No one agrees. <sighs> but there we are. At least they're learning. Slowly. Let's go to the written and comments. I thought it was a good news start to the week, and then you had to crush my spirit. That is good news. Even the retards are learning. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Things are falling apart, Rome is on fire, and finally the retards have noticed. Even Caligula can see the fire from his house. Brilliant. So we'll go, we'll go to the written comments. So the BLM grift, based ape, says BLM may be running out of money right now, but remember, next year is an election yet. That's a very good point, my friend. I had not considered that. Damn. Yeah, well, I, I consider it even if they go out of business for election year, another organization just like it, or like, I don't know, uh, the lives of blacks matter, no. something like that. It'll be trans lives matter. There'll be trans... Black trans lives matter. No, no just trans lives. And they'll, they'll, they'll be burning down of cities. Yeah. And then they'll be claiming they'll their be riots and They'll be burning down peace. the gender clinics. Well, they'll be bombing Target. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brendan Tom says, Harry wasn't on board with the boycott. Is he a closet Bud Light drinker? Hmm. Questions no, I, have been raised. I, I don't drink very much to begin with. I don't know where you can... Well, no, to be fair, I think you can get Bud Light in like some supermarkets and such. I've never wanted to drink American beer. Yeah, you can't get it here. It's, it looks disgusting. I've only ever heard people say that it is disgusting. Well, Budweiser is terrible. The idea that you'd make... I chipped my tooth beer. opening a bottle of Budweiser once. That's probably your own fault. That was my own fault. I don't I think you can blame that. I, I will. I will be honest. I was a. I was a bottle of. Um, oh, what's what's the what's the Scottish wine with caffeine in it? I forgot what it's called. All of a sudden, just off the top of my Bailey's? head. Bailey's? No, not Bailey's. That's not <laughs> wine. Bailey's isn't wine. Close enough. No, Josh. <laughs> Bookfast. That's it. I was a bottle of Bookfast down at this point, and I was just a party. That's wine. Yes. I Have you know. not had it? I just assumed it was it's, just it's like special brew. No, it's red wine with caffeine in it. I was at a party with my would uh, my soon to be girlfriend now fiance, and I was trying to impress her, and she was struggling opening a bottle of Budweiser. So I went, ah, oh, give it here, milady. You know, I tipped my fedora at the time. I was very drunk. <laughs> Broke all your teeth and went. There you are, <laughs> blood pouring down. <laughs> I tried very hard. It did pop off oh. with a bit of my tooth, and then I looked and realised why it was so difficult to get off, which was that it was a screw on. That's that's a bad day. It was 3 a.m. and I'd been drinking all night. <laughs> that's, that's actually one of my biggest fears is losing my teeth, especially in your old age. Yeah, I can understand that. Ugh. I don't want to be eating soup for the rest of my life. Even just having fake teeth, there's something about it. No, thank, thankfully, you know, my tooth is still there. It's just lost a bit of the top off. Is that not bad? No, it's like fine. It, it stopped hurting years ago. I mean, there's one thing losing the enamel and one thing cutting off the enamel. It wasn't it chipped off. Well, there's no enamel there. How is there? It's just... No, there's enough enamel. No, there's zero. Enamel's only on the on the top of your teeth. Ah. Okay. <laughs> it still chews fine. All right. Well, good But luck. no, to answer your question, no, I don't drink Bud Light. I would hate to do that. That sounds disgusting. Chat's calling you a spanner. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll agree yeah. with that. Andrew Narok says, uh, don't worry about poor BLM. It's only election year away. Yeah, fair point. Uh, man, I despise how short the public memory is. 
Hopefully people have learned something. Ethelstead95 says, Political snake oil salesmen seem to be more creative and innovative than our corporations these days. I respect the BLM grift more than most movie companies who repackage and resell remakes or squeeze every coin out of a dying franchise. At least they are somewhat creative in their grift, and both are killing Western values with a mind virus. Well, that's true. Ross Diggle says, Our oh, man, I just applied to work for BLM. <laughs> F's in the chats, boys, for Ross Diggle oh, over here. Oh, boy. Your future has been ruined. I was going to be the token white man they could shout abuse at. You know how you have, uh, what is it, mental health animals? What are they called? What, you, uh, mental health dogs or whatever they are? Yeah, I know yeah. what, Like emotional support there animals, that's it. Emotional support whites. <laughs> Come on. What, for when for when one of them chips a nail? No, no, no. Like, yeah, so they could they shout, Whitey, yep. you did this. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I, there's an industry in America somewhere. He sits in a corner whipping himself. Yeah. I'm sorry. Colonization was terrible. Do you remember that sketch where the guy hired... You built black... England. Well, there was, a, there was a white guy, and the black guy came up, and he owed the white guy money. So, um... I oh, know the other way around. The white guy owed the black guy money. So the white guy hired a black guy, so the black guy would say the N-word for him. So he could say, stop being a, a BS, and then would point to the black guy, and he'd say the last word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, reverse. Emotional sport whitey. No? Alright, whatever. I'll go on. I'll go on Dragon's Den, see what happens. Shake Silver <laughs> says just bring a white person on with you. <laughs> bring a white person to work day. What, what, what's your what's your product? Oh voila. <laughs> Comes in a few shades. Mostly white. And <laughs> <laughs> any colour you no. various shades of pink. I honestly think this is just giving too much credit to conservative organizers, given the speed of the pickup. Especially with Titus, which is in the wrong section. But uh, it seems to be ordinary people have reached a boiling point and whether they fly anymore, referring to the boycotts. Well, the fact, what I'm, more just why I'm saying place. it's interesting that it seems to be working all of a sudden is the fact that the people place. like Matt Walsh do seem to be the ones who draw attention to this in the first place. And in the past, it was more of a groundswell. You do need people at the top organizing this, keeping the base going and encouraging people to keep the momentum going. Whereas in the past, it was more of a groundswell. You had people just going, can you believe what Gillette are doing? And then because there's no one at the top to organize it and make sure that people stick to the boycott, they just, you know, after a few weeks, they see that nothing changes and they give up. So this is interesting mm. to me because most of the time, the previous boycotts haven't really worked. I've seen so many come and go and the companies stick around doing the same thing. I mean, to be fair, everyone I know who did boycott Gillette, like people I know, no. Mm -hmm. I'm buying Gillette's. Never have. Well, that's that's good, but it wasn't in enough numbers. Maybe. I'm not sure. I think that's probably still having an impact. It'll have an impact, but not as big as these more recent yeah. Yeah, boycotts are having. Anyway, let's move on to the boycotts. Oh, well, you're not going to read any more of the ones on yours? No, I think, I think we've got plan for you. Oh, fair. Uh, X, Y, and Z says, if we really want to move the needle... Excuse me. We need to lift the veil and find out who are the ad agencies behind these companies. They start then start boycotting the account, boycotting the accounts that they handle. That stone cost, uh, stone toss cartoon speaks the truth. Which one? Oh, the burgers one. Everybody loves the burgers one. That's probably true. Um, if somebody wants to get into get looking into that, please feel free. I do love the idea that there's actually the, it was just one day. The guys in advertising went, "I'm sick of working for this company. I'm going to suggest something terrible, so they just fire me." You know, we're gonna, you know what reminds me of burgers? Gay sex. And then all the guys were just too scared. And they went, yeah, sure. And he went, oh, fuck. And he's got to film it. 
he's got to be the one behind the camera. He's got to source the actors, so he's got to go online and yeah. find good gay porn stuff. You, know, you know the amount of work that goes into filming an advert as well, the details. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's actually a great scene from Charlie Brooker's Screen Wipe. You ever used to watch that? No, I've not. All right, type in Charlie, Charlie Brooker advertisement, and there's a great interview he has with a guy in advertising, and they'll talk about, for example, this guy mostly worked with gum. So they show you the gum, and then they put it in the mouth, right? So that scene is called the delivery. And what would happen is they'd shoot that. And then there's a team of people in the back who's got a wire to the camera, like one from the company uh, executives, one from product management, and then a few others who all have to debate about whether or not the delivery has gone right enough for them to chew the gum. Now imagine the same thing, but a gay porn set. <laughs> the amount of adjust- I don't want to imagine no, that. The amount of back and forth you'd have to do. Don't ever say that sentence to me again. But the amount of back and forth before you'd get an agreement from you know McDonald's or whatever to be like, right, yeah, that's the shot we need to sell burgers. That's the money shot. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it would just be unbearable, regardless of also the rest of it, which is a bit awkward. <laughs> the rest of it is a bit awkward. It's more the micromanagement I don't like. I don't know. I feel like I could probably... Would it not be worse to film a gay porn set... Or do it, but also have McDonald's executives, five of them from five different departments, giving you five different pieces of advice that contradict. I'd rather just not work on the gay porn set. Yeah, I try and quit too. That's why. That's why you brought <laughs> yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, fair play. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Tina Morland, moving swiftly on, says, "I'm a Smith and Wesson girl myself. There's nothing quite like shooting your dinner with a 22 at eight years old. That sounds really cool. Very jealous. Arizona desert rat says the list of women's products that have sponsored Mulvaney was getting long." <laughs> You all right? Just some jokes in the chat. Just, I'm sure. Okay, all right. Screenshot for some for me, all yeah. right? I was worried that all the makeup and feminine product companies would sponsor him. Hopefully the boycott momentum keeps going. It would suck if all the women's products went off of the rails. I can only hope that the momentum keeps going. It prevents Mulvaney from ever getting a position like that ever again. Maybe even the boycott goes so, lo so long that he looks down and goes, oh, wait, that's for boys. And then he changes his whole mind anyway. What? Hopefully we can boycott Mulvaney into detransitioning. Yeah, I think that one's long gone. That one's probably long yeah. gone, but still, Brandon Tom's the concept of a con uh, the concept of the conservative boycott, if successful, goes to shows that it's not capital that makes a company prosper. A company needs to actually make a product, and it needs to sell. Well, with organisations and big trust funds like BlackRock and Vanguard and such, they can float these companies even if they are experiencing massive losses in the first place but at the same time you if you get enough people to boycott all at once it does seem that it can make some kind of a dent in what's going on and plus you do also have the holding companies that a lot of these companies are attached to so Budweiser the big one was uh, Anheuser-Busch I think is the company that owns them so if you can make it enough of a stink to get the bigger companies to make take notice they can just send down orders to the smaller companies who are actually experiencing the boycott on the ground. You right there? Yeah, I'm thinking of an advert you could make for McDonald's. Oh, for God's sake. No, 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 I've got an idea. So, like, we make a fake advert that's McDonald's Pride advert, right? If this involves a gay porn No, no, set... we don't have to do anything like that. But oh, instead, right, it's just okay. like the best meat, the creamiest sauce or something like that. <laughs> just make it in Photoshop, make it look real professional. People won't be able to tell the difference at this point. Well, yeah, that's true. So we accidentally that would work, wouldn't so it? So we accidentally just create McDonald's Pride, <laughs> yeah, Pride yeah. adverts for them for free. Because what are they going to do? Are they going to disavow that? Because if they disavow it, they're homophobic. And if they don't and disavow then they it, get a boy and then they get bomb threats. <laughs> God, no, let's not send that. That's illegal. 
That was a joke. Not the bomb threats. We're not going to do that. But the LGBT community will. Presumably, yeah. <laughs> Lord Nerevar says, It's great to hear about these successful boycotts, especially so frequently. It, exactly. It seems to have really picked up in the past few months. Not only is it an obvious W at the moment, but it's a war of attrition that we're actually starting to win. Every company whose stock value tanks thanks to one of these things chips away the slowly receding ESG fund, which, make no mistake, mistake, isn't infinite by any means. Bit by bit, we will force these conglomerates to just make the goddamn product that people want. Hopefully, that's what I'm hoping for. X, Y, and Z says, Bannon always said it'll be when the suburban soccer mums wake up and realize what's being taught to their kids. That's when the tide will start to turn. Perhaps. Anon Imi says, don't you know that the secret ending Aragorn gets a hold of the Kang ring? <laughs> when he puts it on and from his fingers, he starts turning black. From now on, he's truly the Lord of the Rings, Return of the Kang. That was the secret version that Tolkien didn't want you to know. Uh, Arizona Desert Rat again says, so why don't they write new stories with new characters that are based on African myths and oral traditions? Wait, that takes effort, so it likely won't happen. I've pointed this out before as well. They did that, and it turned into the Woman King, where they ended up whitewashing, uh, not literally, but they ended up uh, subject... Uh, the What's the word? Metaphorically whitewashing away this African tribe's massive history of slavery. You done with comments? I'm I'm done. Go oh, on to I yours. Did. I didn't know if you were done or not. That's... I've read all of the ones in my section. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what ones you're on. Anyway, Sophie says, the big difference between back and then too, the Celts arrived to a big ball of mud and rocks and there was nobody there. And then the English came and formed and the English built this entire society. They made it. Now, after the fact, England has already been built by certain people. Other people come in, do not build anything, but want to have some of the prosperity created by the English people. Same with America. Same with the American settlers came to nothing and then built something from nothing. People coming are now invaders, looking at nice things someone else made and goes, that's mine. I appreciate Sophie coming out with some Anglo supremacy there. Yeah, it's uh, weird to hear it, but there we are. We love to hear it. She's a Danish person. It's like, ah, oh, we'll leave you alone. Anyway, so Ross Diggle says emotional honky was the BLM job position, so apparently it was taken. Wait, was it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Omar Awad says... Uh, one of the most disingenuous arguments for not fixing the immigration issue is that we can't just send them back. Actually, we can literally deport every non-citizen as a sovereign country, can tier boos included. We have to get rid of the tier boos. I like the tier boos. My only lament is that we can't send a Europhile and globalist traitors with them. I that would be can. nice. I, I think, you know, we can. when we're in charge, we can make an exception. Uh, just in the law, if subject has ever tweeted, I love Italy. Or refugees welcome. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if, to be honest, if you've ever made a post where you're just like, Europe's so much better, blah, 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 I mean, you really probably should move anyway. I mean, it is just true. Like, if you're constantly talking about how much greater another country is, you, you should be looking at what, what, what's how that, to get yourself to What's the hashtag that some people put in their Twitter handles, like pro-EU something or other? I think it's just follow back. Yeah, fo yeah, follow back EU, etc. You're out. You're mm. gone. James O'Brien, you're first on the boat. You're, in fact, I'll tie you to the front of the boat. You can be the figurehead. The unbreakable litany says, bear in mind, the census data we have that's available is two years old. My neighbourhood was 57% indigenous then. It's certainly not now. Yeah, there's, there's that too. I mean, it's just amazing, the speed. I mean, like everyone you talk to where it's, where it suddenly changes, it really is a year or two. That's the level of change. It's almost like we were a successful company and uh, country, and people from unsuccessful countries desperately wanted to get here for Gibbs. I thought Zimbabwe was thriving. I thought it was Wakanda on the hill. I've only ever heard good things about their farming after the whites were chucked out. Maybe I was wrong. Should we visit? No. Come on. No. <laughs> Stop trying to make me leave England. 
I, I, it was bad enough leaving the north. Should we cross the bridge, go to Wales? That's exotic. Welsh people there, maybe. Exactly. Not, not in the south, actually. We have to go to the north because there's no... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, getting back to it. So, Arias the Great says, UK should just close the border for 20 years. No one gets in, but you can leave. Like the opposite of Hotel California, yeah? Paul von Vorbeck says, we need immigrants for the NHS. Now the NHS is having strikes and is rife with malpractice, like it was in the 70s. Now, as for our NHS, you spell it wrong. There's an R that comes before NHS. You fool. Callum, you forgot. What? Pride Month, BLM, Women's Month, RNHS. RNHS. N- n- there you go. <laughs> Kumbaya. <laughs> Arizona Deseret says, Hmm, the white people in the UK are incapable of harvesting crops. Are they capable of serving food or delivering food? I'm not opposed to immigration, but there's got to be some rules. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing, really. I keep getting told that immigrants don't age. Um, they're the only ones who can pick from the fields. But they always <laughs> contribute more tax than they take. Have you ever served someone coffee, Harry? Thought not. You're white. I, well, I actually have, though. No, you haven't. I've I worked no. behind a bar for a while. You didn't. I served people pints. You never I did. I served people coffee. You I handed stole some, from some Ahmed chips one time. I was uh, harassed by middle-aged women. Oh, like. Do you, do we talk about your piss story ever? <laughs> do you want to talk about that? <laughs> we might not. If you don't want yeah, to. All right, we've got a few minutes to kill. You want to tell it? Why, why not? Yeah, sure. I used to work at a lovely pub. Well, you don't have to name it or anything. Yeah, <laughs> I used to work at a pub in Nantwich, and uh, one time I was on glass collection. I was, you know, going around, doing the rounds as you do, picked up a load of glass, put them on the bar, and decide, well, you know what some people can be like. So I go into the men's toilets, and I find in there there is the urinal on the wall, and there is a man standing next to his pint, which is been put in the urinal, and he is p- taking a piss right next to it, where the piss is about to get into the glass. And I try and grab the glass to take that from him and save him from drinking his own piss. At which point he turns to me angrily and says, You touch that glass, I'll wrap it round your skull, lad. At which point I was like, If you want to drink your own piss so bad, you go straight <laughs> ahead and left. Local people. Local issues. <laughs> this, this, is, this is the local England that I fell in love with. Yeah. I, I still I have to wonder, like, why did he put it there? Because he was drunk. He was really drunk. No, but I've been... <laughs> Really, I mean, you still leave the drink at the bar. You don't take it into the bathroom with you. What are you going to do with it in there? Drink it? Really? You know, just one continuous stream uh, straight through. You know when they say it goes straight like through Like circular you? breathing, but circular pissing. Just... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, someone's saying that's a dangerous pint. So... <laughs> that's a very dangerous, dirty pint right there. On that, we're out of time. So if you'd like more from us, um, go to the website. If you don't, don't. Um, bye. Search function.